Hi, everyone. I'm Devin, and this is Courtney, and we are going to talk to Jess, the carnivore mummy, today. Um, Jess, welcome. Will you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, thanks for having me, girls. Um, so, yeah, I basically, in terms of my carnivore journey, I've been full carnivore since January this year, 22. Um, and for the last kind of year and a half to two years, I went heavily meat-based first and then slowly transitioned over to full carnivore. Um, so that's kind of my journey. In terms of health, like I've been in the health and fitness industry for almost 20 years. So this is my 20th year. And obviously at university and stuff, I was traditionally taught with the normal nutritional practices that kind of go along with the typical food pyramid that's still being advertised today. Um, and I've had to unlearn a lot of things that I learned at university and in those papers and in those, you know, certifications. Um, so yeah, it's been quite a massive journey for me, but I'm in like the best health and fitness that I've ever been in my life. Um, and it's not following those mainstream practices. So it's, it's been a real interesting one. And, you know, I've had quite a lot of like different, um, I don't know what the word is, but like lashback from different types of people about these choices that I've, I've been making, especially over the last few years, um, which I understand, but it is just, you know, like I was talking to a friend about it yesterday and she has gone, she's gone from vegan to carnivore because of, of me. Um, and she said, you know, it just, it just seems so mad that we are the weird ones, you know, that, that the way that we eat is classified as the strange. Um, so yeah, it, it's been great. It's been so amazing. My family is all carnivore as well. So I've got three little girls, um, 10, seven, and almost two. Uh, and yeah, it has had some real amazing changes to their health as well, since they've gone this, this path as well. Now, what is your degree in? So it's in sports. Okay. Yeah. So like at, at uni, we did lots of different papers in sports nutrition and um, obviously all that side of, of food um, that were just completely backwards and irrelevant. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's been, I was really lucky to be fair that I had a teacher at university that also told me straight away to question everything, you know, where has this research come from? Who funded that research? What, you know, were there any biases? And, you know, like we looked at all those things. So I was taught to question things. Whereas I know, you know, in most typical, um, universities these days you're not allowed to question a thing you have to go along with exactly what's put out there and what's said otherwise you don't get the grade or you don't pass back in back when I was at school you actually got taught to question things and ask questions and so I'm quite lucky because I was I have had an open mind about it um and I I mean if you look back on my social media and stuff I was literally the veggie queen I absolutely promoted vegetables on a huge scale to a lot of people which is why you know when I've transitioned over to this way and if people just think is it just another fad what's she doing now is it just something you know um but it's this is the most free I've ever felt about food in my whole life so even before university 
I always struggled with my health. I had real big health issues, to be honest. I had intestinal problems. They thought that I had a rare form of cancer. They thought I had Crohn's disease, Paget's disease. I had, you know, colonoscopies, all sorts of investigations. Um, I actually went vegetarian for a year. It made me really depleted and pretty sick. Um, and it was my mum who basically said to me, you can do this for a period of time. And if your health goes down the gurgler, then you will be eating meat again. Um, I've tried dietitians, nutritionists. I mean, I used to weigh my food at one point. I was completely obsessed with food. Um, and now I have absolutely no no connection there's no emotional there's no connection to food I feel utterly free I never have cravings I never you know it's never that I am at the whim of what my body is asking me for or what my mind is asking me for I just this has been the best thing for me about going this way and eating this way is that there's no more hang-ups there's no more thinking about it there's no more overanalyzing it I just simply enjoy what I'm eating. I get nourished by what I'm getting. And I feel extremely grateful to finally be at this point with my food journey where I feel like it's at the end. Like I, I've taken 20 years to kind of go through all the different crap that's out there. And also not only case study on myself, but I've case studied on thousands of clients. Like everything I do, I always try myself for a period of time before I recommend it. And um, this has been the most transformational. And I always, I'm like, yes, I finally found the end of the road for me. And now I just stay here and it's just an easy one. And oh, it's like a fountain of youth. It really is. It really is. And I'm so excited. I'm turning 40 next year. And I'm like, I can't wait to turn 40 because I'm going to be in a better health and better condition than I am right now. And I'm like super excited to see what that looks like. Um, it's not like, oh my God, I'm turning 40. I'm like, yeah, imagine what I'm going to look like when I'm 50 and yeah. 60. And yeah, so it's, it's, it's really exciting. It's a, it's a really exciting place to be in now with, with food. So I was just telling Courtney before this, I just turned 30 and I was like, I was like, oh my God, 30, like, how do you feel? And I'm like, I legitimately feel like I'm 20 years old. still. like, I don't feel old at all. Like I, I have no idea what I'm doing in my life. I think that's how everyone feels the, their entire life. But like, you feel so youthful, like Courtney, I, you, you went from like intuitive eating, like a balanced diet and how, like you feel amazing too. So you just feel like energetic and free and hyper and energetic and wild all the time I don't know that's how I feel yeah freeze the key word and like you said you like finally at the end of the road I feel like the yo-yo has been going up for the last I mean 20 years I'm 38 um it's been going and now it's like oh yo-yo can stop like I finally found like what works for me and I'm finally like focused on the health and not the weight whereas everything else was um weight related in the past um but I do want to know because you're talking about school and stuff so I'm assuming at the time like when you were being taught like you know the food pyramid all that that you were on board with that because you said you recently started going towards more meat so what made you kind of question everything you learned in school and like start going against that yeah 
well it's quite a funny story actually because I've just moved back to New Zealand I'm from New Zealand originally but I've been in London for the last 13 years prior to that and so I did my study originally in New Zealand and then all my postgrad stuff's been overseas um but basically my fiance he is a gigantic nerd he loves to research he loves everything kind of to do with the human body and because we both specialize in uh, neuromuscular function health and fitness and food is just part of our fun like we're a bit lame like that like he's like oh have you read this this have you seen this that like we're both really nerdy and he had said to me oh babe I'm doing a lot of reading at the moment about carnivore blah 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 you know, he, he, he sent me some links. He said, watch this, read that. And I was like, I don't have time. Like, I don't have time to do all those things. And he just kind of kept pestering me about it. And he said, oh, I'm watching this guy on YouTube and he's a scientist. And he's like, he's really amazing. And he's a Kiwi guy as well. And he really reminds me of you. And I was like, oh yeah, what's this about? And he goes, yeah, he's Kiwi. He's got a really bad potty mouth because I swear a little bit. Um, and he's really, really blunt. You should watch him. He's hilarious. And his, um, his content and his knowledge is insane. So anyway, he sends me this link and it ends up being Bart K. I knew it. I knew <laughs> it immediately. I love him. I spoken to him. We just actually got him for this series too. Oh, so yes, we just talked to him. I talked to him yesterday because we have like kind of like a rapport now. I knew immediately when you said And that's him. like, I didn't realize he was keeping, but that's how you explain him. Like, because she she was even like Courtney he's kind of like you like there's the potty mouth there's the like sarcasm so okay yep. that's awesome yep. that that was your intro. the science like he yeah. has yeah. the science down and yeah. he explains it in such like an eloquent way that like yeah. even the dumbest of the dumbest is like well that yeah. kind of makes sense you know what yeah. I mean like and because Courtney and I do not do science like I'm not a science person I love learning about it but even I'm like Courtney you've got to watch Bart K like he just he knows it he's got his, it his knowledge his his brain is just I mean he's been one of the key teachers in my life like him and um the the guy that I've learned the neuromuscular stuff from are my pillars of my foundation of knowledge and I feel so blessed to have those two men in my life because wow their brains are just insane so anyway I got this this link and I went but okay I went oh my god I know him and my fiance is like what and I was like he was one of my teachers at university when I did my degree in sport no way so, yeah. <laughs> and so I've known Bart since I was 17 18 and and I was just like, when I said I knew him, my hubby had this full-on hat fanboy. He's like, what? You know Bart K? Oh, my God. <laughs> and a very like, loyal following, yeah. So I just, because I haven't spoken to him in, I don't know, 15 years or something. So I flicked him an email and just said, hey, how's it going? And, like, he was, he wasn't just a teacher to me. He was, like, we were really tight at university. He was one of my actual mentors, which meant that, when things didn't go right in my different placements and different things that I was in that, you know, he had my back. Um, you know, I, we've gone through a lot together. Like my thesis at university was all, all around basically um, 
it was looking at fat and how we better utilize fat as a fuel through exercise via either resistance training or cardiovascular training. I wanted to know what was the most effective. And so that was my thesis at uni. So I did like, you know, 300 plus hours of study on these things and massive research. And he was my mentor for that. So you know, we were back and forth and back and forth. And I know what what he's like. He ripped my papers to pieces and then got me to rewrite them. That like, you know, I know him very well. So we're we're super tight. So I sent him a message and was like, hey, how's it going? And and my fiance is like, Do you reckon he'll remember you? And I'm like, of course. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Like we were tight. Um, so yeah, anyway, we got back in contact. And that is literally how my carnival journey started again. So I already <laughs> yeah, I started going full, like full heavy based and cutting out vegetables. But I found it really, really difficult to let go of vegetables. Um, and as I said, it was because I was so conditioned from what I learned at university, from all the different post-grad stuff that I'd done. Um, from working with all these nutritionalists and dietitians and stuff over the years because I'd done it myself. Um, so I was really resistant to letting go and I didn't almost want to look because what I was being shown and what was said to me really made sense. And you know, when you hear something and you know it's the truth and you're like, shit, I've been doing this all wrong. Not only have I been doing it wrong, but I've taught like a lot of other people to do it wrong too. And you have to like push your ego away and go, okay, I've got to, I've got to, I've got to jump on this bandwagon because I know it's the right one. And so, yeah, so that was how I started looking at things. And obviously I got in contact with Bart again and um, yeah. And it's just been like, it's just, just been a snowball from then. So actually it was all around my hubby finding this and he actually went full carnivore for three months when I was still eating vegetables. So he was already ahead of the game before I finally begrudgingly clawing onto the wall, trying not to do it. Yeah. I finally went, oh, for fuck's excuse my language. Oh, <laughs> I'm just going to like, I'm going to do this. And let's just see. Let's just see. Let's just see. So my progress was really gradual. Like I was like, okay, let's just first pull out all the high, high plant toxins and, you know, I was having a lot of them in my world. And it's really funny because I always knew that we couldn't absorb nutrients from plants. And so I always did these processes of like sprouting nuts and seeds and the dehydration and the soaking and all the pieces. And I made, I, I did nothing processed made my own um like the coconut nutsy bread that I made that I've made for years I made like I'd make all my own hummuses out of just vegetables and that kind of stuff like I never did processed foods so I had and I knew that like grains were not good for us but the whole vegetable thing I found it really hard to to grasp and so first of all when I learned all this stuff I was like okay so let's just take out the most toxic ones first let's remake my bread with like take out the almond meal and the and the seeds and let's bump up the coconut and try and play around because I just didn't want to give it up like and it was it was it was like what am I holding on to why am I holding on to this like what benefit is it actually even giving me and it wasn't it was just habit it was my ego it was you know 
instant gratification of wanting these things because they taste good for a second, you know, like, so I did it gradually. And then like, it's so funny that I knew we had to um, soak and sprout seeds, for example, but I didn't even look at why we should be maybe not even eating them at all. Like not even just trying to manipulate the variables so that our body can not be so affected in a negative way by eating this. It didn't even cross my mind to look further and go, should I even be putting this in my mouth at all? And you feel so stupid when you look back and you go, oh my God, like do those bits and I ignored the rest. It's like, because it suited me, I wanted to do what I was doing. And so I found what I wanted to support my, you know, you, you, you find evidence to support or back yourself up on what you want to do, good or bad. And that's what I did. So when I finally was like, okay, I need to actually cut these things out. It was a, you know, it was a gradual transition over. Um, and then, so I was pretty heavy meat based, as I said, for a while. And then the t- I was having like the tiniest amount of plant matter still, maybe I'd say probably 10%, maybe 20% max. It was mainly meat. And that was in January when I went, okay, let's do the 90 days and actually see what that tiny bit of plant that I'm having in is actually doing, if anything. And I didn't really think it was going to do that much. Like, that's honest to God. I was like, I, you know, I eat low oxalates. I I choose this and that, you know, it's not going to make that big a difference. And then I was like, oh my God. God, my body, as you guys have seen some from my photos, it completely transformed again. And I was like, wow, just taking out that tiny bit of low oxalate vegetables, it was quite shocking. And I did like a the smallest amount of exercise that I've ever done in my life because I, you know, I train regularly. But I was doing maybe one or two of the smallest barely anything workouts a week because I just wanted to see what was the impact of changing the food rather than being like, okay, well, which is it? Oh, she might be training more. It might be that she's doing this, that and the other as well as. So I did like really no training and I had a significant change, obviously, in my body composition and um, my inflammation and my cellulite and my skin and you know everything and I was like oh my god like this is amazing um but the thing I found the best was the freedom that I found from food like yeah great body comp great looking and feeling better but it was the fact that my cravings were non-existent like I mean nothing if I was hungry and I didn't have an opportunity to eat I was absolutely fine and I could still train, do all my clients, be a mum, do all those things and I'd get to seven o'clock and I'd say to Anne, have I eaten yet today? And he's like, I don't know. And I'm like, have you seen me eat? He's like, no, I don't think I've eaten today. And you don't even know because you, you, you're good. Your body can tap into what it's got stored on it, on, on it and you know, you ride the wave of hunger, it's gone again, your body taps into your fat and it's just, it's just so freeing. So I did the full 90 days and then it was quite funny because the the timing worked out that I finished the day before my 39th birthday. And so for my birthday, I was like, oh, I'm going to have a few things off plan. And I had like 
barely anything and I mean really anything because my hubby went all out he made me like these amazing carnival scotched eggs and he made all like incredible stuff for me because he's just an utter sweetheart but there were a few things that I had off and I noticed multiple things one that I didn't like them they didn't taste the same and there was weird textural things as well that I didn't like so for example I had this chocolate bar and it's only like little um but it tasted waxy it tasted like it didn't taste like chocolate it was really strange and so my taste buds and sensations had completely changed and also the next morning I woke up instantly with cravings again and I was like are you joking me I've, I've literally not had a single thing and then as soon as I put anything in my body not only physically my body's going give it give it give me give me give me but my mind as well is like I keep thinking about it all the time and I was like how is this back in here again um so that was a real eye-opener as well of, of going okay of you know this isn't something that I want to do so I, I mean for me carnivore is now just a part of life like I, I will never go there's no back to anything like I just eat this way and I love what I eat and it's a real it's a real um I think it's like the most delicious way to eat. I'm like, what is everybody, like when I tell guy clients about it and I'm like, right, I would strongly suggest you pulling out your vegetables and upping your fats and upping your meats. And they're like, are you joking? They're like, this is the best diet ever. <laughs> I had someone on YouTube comment, like it was a video how I was like, you know, the secret to, you know, feeling your best and losing weight is just eat meat, like just mm -hmm. eat meat. And someone commented, but then you can only ever eat meat. And I was shocked that I had a surprising amount of people go, yeah, it's literally the best thing ever. Like, it's just like, you have permission to eat as much meat as you want. And not only just meat, but like fatty, delicious meat too. Mm -hmm. You know, your steaks and your ribeyes aren't off because you're not doing a low fat diet, you know? So yeah, I, okay. I know Courtney is like all about that with the, but Courtney, you get a lot of like, people ask you a lot, cause I use a little bit of seasonings. So you use salt. And people ask you all the time, like, do you miss seasonings? Yeah. Well, it's just like you said, like your taste buds have like changed eating this way. Um, this reminds me, like I was like, I did keto for a while or paleo or whatever I was on where I didn't have like any sugar for a while. And I made this dessert that had Oreos and I used to love Oreos. And I remember eating them after not having sugar in so long. And like, I could taste like it just tasted artificial and whatever. I mean, cause it is, but I just remember once you get rid of that, it really changes your taste buds. So I feel like I've heard this also, like when a smoker quits smoking and like their food is finally like alive. So for me, I feel like my tastes have changed. Like I've mentioned, I've had like a little piece of grilled onion slip in my burger at in and out And it was like, Ooh, like I haven't had this flavor in a while. But I had yeah. no desire to eat more. Like I was, I'm fine without using all those plants and stuff. Like everything has just changed for me for sure. Yeah. Now, Jess, I, you're on social. I, I know you came to Courtney's defense the other day when there was a little alterca altercation. I, I do have to ask, like, what do you say? Like, what is your go-to kind of pushback when you do get the pushback from those very because the very traditional 
people who stay traditional because I, I, I don't know if you get it a lot, if it's something that people get very upset with you about and you get a lot of pushback from other professionals. I see, I don't really, but then I think, um, you, you know, the Carnival Mummy page that I've got is literally only been up this since I went full full carnivore so it's pretty new in terms of a a page um whereas and I although I'm very vocal about my thoughts and feelings about food and that it is species specific and that's what we should be eating and thriving and doing um for some reason I haven't really had any trolls like <laughs> at all like everybody's been really lovely but I'm not on I'm not on um I'm not on I can't even I don't even know what they're called What's the on? Twitter and I'm not on the TikTok and I'm not on like YouTube or anything I only have my Instagram account so there's only you know there's limited ways that people can attack me um, and it was interesting because when I went to Courtney's defense the other day on that lady's absolutely ridiculous post um you know I had probably 10 10 or so people on on me messaging messaging and I'm not used to that and I thought wow for one what a bloody waste of energy like you know because you really want to say stuff back but the amount of time that I actually took to you know calmly write responses to these people because the idea is not that I'm trying to prove that I'm right and they're wrong it's more to help and hopefully inspire them to just open their minds just a tiny tiny bit and question things and 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 um like with my my girlfriend who was a vegan and I've changed about seven over so far and that's just from me just living my life not from any me pushing it or anything um and one of them is actually our cleaner right so she's vegan she's super lovely and she hears Ant and I ranting about food and health and stuff all the time and so she started you know to ask questions sometimes when she was cleaning she'd be like oh what about this Jess what about that and then she's like right I'm gonna try this because I'm sick of she had health issues she has energy issues she's got three kids under five you know she's um depleted but she's also she was also quite overweight and had massive food addictions like huge ones and so she was like oh okay well I think I'm you know I've been thinking I'm going to introduce meat back into my world and I'm like oh my god really because I never push people I just give them the information and let them see what they want to do um and she looks insane like amazing all of her health issues have gone away like completely you know even when she has even less time or less sleep because of her kids she's still got utter energy she's just like she's dropped probably about four dress sizes her skin's completely different her life's transformed and she will never go back like she's just like why would I eat another way and when people make things for her because she had a birthday recently and when they made her stuff she chose still not even to eat it she's like you know, I just, I, I don't want to, because I don't want to give up how amazing I feel like. And for me, that's more important than anything else. And so 
Yeah, it's it's a funny one in terms of like rebuttal because I just ask basic questions. I go, okay, reverse engineer, try and take yourself back. Like what what were what are we designed to eat? What we have eaten primarily back in the day. You know, we were hunters, and when we couldn't hunt and kill something, we would forage when we were starving. But there wouldn't be a choice that you'd go, oh, I'm going to have berries instead of this animal that's been hunted. Like, you know, animals are celebrated. They are respected. And I utterly love and respect animals, which was part of the reason that I went vegetarian for that year was I didn't like the way the farming, that that whole meat industry is disgusting. And I still stand really firm by that. I, I think it's disgusting. But there are other ways of sourcing your meat and you need to do it in a really responsible way. And so, you know, we get home kill, we've visited the farms, we know how the animals are treated, we know what they're fed, we know how they even, I've even watched one be put down. It is the kindest, most humane way of, of, you know, killing an animal. And then I use every single part of that animal. So we use the bones. We make bone broth constantly. We use the feet. We'll use the, you know, like we respect and love the animal for giving its life for us to thrive. But that is the circle of life. And that is meant to be how it's, how we live. And so, you know, I talk to people about basics like that. Like what would we have eaten back in the day? What did give us the most amount of nutrients? What can we absorb? What can our intestines absorb in terms of like talking about how much waste product there is when we eat meat, which is like next to nothing. Um, so we discuss all those pieces. We talk, I, I talk to people about those things with an open mind first, even down to, you know, if you, if you look back at cave drawings, you know, there were pictures of animals and people came together and celebrated that. There were no pictures of turnips or berries on the cave drawings it's like come on you need to just try and open your mind your mind up a tiny piece and that's I feel like the problem is the not open mind and just a heads up we have like five minutes left um so maybe we can kind of end on that like why are people so resistant to question everything they're taught and like my understanding is when you go to become like a nutritionist or a registered dietitian, like a lot of that, like information and stuff is like backed by like food companies that are not nutritious. So it's like, it's almost like they, they're just being taught things that aren't even true. So they're just regurgitating this information and they're blindly believing it. Um, I don't know, maybe we can touch on that as we wrap up just yeah. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing too with that was like with Bart, one of the major reasons that he stopped teaching at universities is because they're lying to people. And he was just like, I can't keep being in this profession where, where we're literally telling people falsities when we have all of the evidence to show that none of what they're saying is true and it's being ignored and you're being censored. And it's just, it's just like nowadays as well, it's like that on steroids, like, you, you know, the truth is hidden and it, it is harder and harder to, to share information of truth. And that's quite scary because I know that for me personally, I was always looking for the best way to be optimal, the best way to thrive. I wanted not just the best for myself, but for my clients as well. That's, that's what I do. I always wanted to help people. 
and then looking at the practices that I used to tell people to take all the chicken skin off their chicken and throw it in the bin. I would tell people to stop eating bacon and have that artificial turkey bacon processed rations as a low fat option. I told them to eat all the light stuff, all the light cheeses, all the light milks, all the rubbish that I taught people because that's, you know, what I was taught. Um, and I cringe because I'm like, oh my God, Jessica, like I was so wrong and I'm cool with saying I'm wrong. Like that's fine. But I have had people go, but hang on a minute, you used to really promote vegetables. So what, what are you banging on about now? Like, what is this about? And it's like, well, guys, I always knew that there were, that we couldn't absorb them. I always knew that, you know, there were issues with, were they even putting them in our body? I just didn't understand to what level. I ignored that next step because I thought I was so clever. I was like, yeah, I'm going to dehydrate and sprout these things and uh, look how clever I am, not realizing that actually you shouldn't even eat those things. Like, why are you trying to manipulate it so that you can even put it in your mouth? You know, like, so it's a journey. But yeah, I think when people start opening their minds a little bit, it really starts to make sense. And then like, like you've said, and I've heard you say this multiple times, Courtney, just try it. Like if you are skeptical about it, great, be skeptical, but go, do you know what? I'm going to case study this and see in 30 days, how do I feel if I, if I try this? Because everyone's willing to try everything else. So why is this so scary? Like, and, and like, Yes. So we went for dinner last night and it's really easy to order food as well. We just get burgers with no buns and no sauce and no crap, you know, and we get brisket and we got pork belly and we got a few things. My daughter is my youngest is, as I said, not quite two yet. She's sitting in her high chair eating, uh, you know, like a beef patty with cheese on top. And she's like loving every second of it. And I'm getting the most gnarliest looks from the people at the table next to me that have got their two twins, probably a little bit younger than my daughter. Did you cut out? Does she cut out for you too? Yeah. Shoot. Okay, Jess, we lost you. Cut out. Oh. You're coming back. We lost you when the twins next to you were eating. What was it? Mac and cheese. That's when it cut out. <laughs> yeah. So they were eating like processed packeted crispy things like puffed looking something. Um, so she's giving him packeted crackery things and bread and stuff. And she's looking over at me, giving me these nastiest kind of gnarly looks. Like what is she feeding her child? Why my you know, daughter's sitting there eating her cheeseburger. And this whole table next to us are ordering all this food. And it's really interesting because they look at their food and they think it's healthy. And they've got, you know, they might have a chicken wrap and some chips on the side and the this and then that. And then somehow by me just pulling the meat out of that and just eating the chicken or just eating the, the cheese or the egg, somehow I'm the unhealthy one versus her with her plate full of all the carbohydrates. Like, we have got a real warped mentality when it comes to food as a society, like hugely, like it's a, it's an epidemic of craziness with food. And 
it is going to take a real long time for that to change. And ultimately, most people have to try it first before they're willing to even consider that this is a healthy way of eating. Um, but it, I think the best thing that we can do is just be lead by example, be the example, show people that that this way of living makes you thrive, like makes you the most healthiest. And I think if our intention is all to help people and best serve like humanity, and it's always going to come from a really good place, you know, rather than it being a know-it-all place where I know this and you don't know that and I'm better than you and you don't, you know, because it's not about that. Well, it's not about that for me. It's, it's just as long as the intention is coming from a good place. I think that it, just leading by example is the best way. And just to get people to just start questioning things like you said and just opening their mind a little bit about, about food. Because when you look at it and you look at how our body utilizes it and you look at all the mechanisms in the body, which, you know, I'm sure Bart's going to share with everybody and help people through, it makes you really realize that these things are made for us and, and we should be extremely grateful and if we if we respect animals and we all choose to do it a, a better way then you know then it could be a completely different it could be a completely different world when it comes to food so I'm excited for that but yeah I just I do find that sometimes you just have to tread gently because the myths especially around fiber oh, like that's a big one that I get a lot is people like but what about I need fiber in my diet and I'm like no you don't need fiber in your diet it's non-essential and when you turn around to somebody and they go well you think you can get everything that you need from meat and it's like well yes because one piece of steak has every single essential nutrient that we need in it and actually eating a balanced diet is eating a steak that is balanced it's got everything that you need and so I think once you start and people don't believe you when you say that. You're like, by the way, this meat's got everything we need. They're like, what? No, surely not. And, you know, I get asked a lot about what supplements I take. What supplements are you taking? I'm like, I don't take supplements. Like, I don't need anything because my 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 fuel, my food gives me everything that I need to thrive. So um, I think once you just start opening that can of worms. And the other thing is, is, you know, I've just moved back to the country after 13 years being away. And yes, okay, I'm in the health industry, but equally, I look younger, like pe people that I've caught up with on the street or seen and read, they're like, oh my God, yes, you look the same as you looked, you know, when you were younger, which obviously I don't, but you know, I haven't aged at the same level that they have. And the inflammation isn't there. And that's a huge thing, eh, is inflammation. It's, it's it warps the way that we look. And so you know, people start to look at you and it'll happen, you know, it'll be us in 10 years. People start asking us, what are you doing? Rather than it being us trying to push this message out that, you know, we've been conned about food. And that is, again, one of the biggest lies that we've been told. And if you look at simply why, because people go, but why would they do that? And it's like, well, if you look at it simply, they can make a lot of money off these things. These fake, oh my God, don't get me started on fake <laughs> Fake meat. oh my god and then all the fake processed foods it's like okay so you turning around your whatever packet and all those ingredients you can't even pronounce half of them and you think that is better for you than eating this piece of meat like it, it just shows how warped we are 
And so I, I do have an understanding, like I, I don't get all huffy with people. I'm like, look, I get it. I, as I said, I was the veggie queen. I hear you. I really struggled with this as well. But if you look at all the pieces, if you look at the Randall cycle, if you look at how our body breaks down meat, if you look at the waste product after we've utilized that fuel, it's like, oh, okay. You know, you just gotta, you've gotta just be willing to open your mind a little bit. And, um, and obviously all my health issues have gone away. So I always struggled with, with my intestines. Like my gut health was always a problem. And that was me being paleo for almost 20 years. Like you can't blame it on processed foods. You can't blame it on these things. And what I never would have considered is that all these bloody nuts and seeds and vegetables that I was eating was the thing that was causing my gastrointestinal problems. Like I just never would have even considered it. So yeah, it's even me. I and, and that was even me having a teacher at university that told me to question things. I didn't enough. I, you know, so I don't judge other people for what, what they're doing or where they are currently because I get it. I understand that it's, it is hard to wrap your brain around. But I think once we understand that it's all just based around money and greed, because that's essentially what it's about. You don't have to have some evil person in the background, you know, <laughs> wanting to take over the world. It's just a money greed issue when you look at it. And it's like, well, we can make a lot of profit off these foods and we can market them and we can, they're addictive and they are addictive. They are as addictive as drugs and cocaine. And, and we're going to get people hooked on these things and we can make a ton of money. It's as simple as that. Like, what have I got to gain from promoting meat? Do you know what I mean? Like nothing. I don't get any kickbacks off that. I don't have a, you know, I don't have a farm industry and I'm promoting meat and this is the best. I, there is no reason for me to lie. It is that I have found this, and this is me actually properly searching for a better way of being for, you know, 20 years because I want to help people. And, and so if I can accept the things that I've taught people wrong and swallow my ego and swallow my pride, I've just got to tell people the truth. And the truth is I was wrong about food for a really long time. And, um, you know, I'm not sorry about that because I did the best that I did with what I currently knew. But I think if I had been so close-minded, then I would have been sorry because I would have been hurting people knowing that it's harmful to be promoting this way of living, this way of eating and carrying on doing it. And I wasn't willing to do that. So it makes me a little bit sad because there are people in the industry that are trying to profit off carnivore and it makes me a bit pissed off because that whole that whole side as well is it's like it's not about you it's not about what you can get this is about the fact that my my middle child who's just turned seven that 90 percent of her class is pre-diabetic and doesn't know about it that i will outlive my child's classmates that's wrong we are making our children sick we are making our society ill and fat and chronically diseased and if this doesn't stop I mean I don't know what the state the world's going to be in but it's not one that I want to live in and it's not one that I want to leave to my grandchildren so I've got to do this to help people not for any kickback for myself but because it's the right thing to do and it's the truth so I will always speak the truth whether or not people like it whether or not people like me I don't care like I've just got to do what's right.
so yeah that's that's it I'm not sure. yeah, and hope that you know one day half of the population wakes up because i feel like it is so divided eating this way is so political but i mean kind of what you're saying like we need to wake up so people can be healthy like i mean it's just i'm really like finding that passion lately before i was just like oh sharing my food and recipes but the more i dig it's like ah this is fucked up like this whole thing you go down the rabbit hole like now yeah. I'm, giving, I'm giving myself goosebumps but like i just want to like shout this from the rooftops and i also want to fucking like shake people like please wake up like i don't need to give my kids donuts even though they do sometimes i don't need to have that be part of their diet for it to be balanced like that's what caps my ass i mean the kid thing we could go on for hours about but yeah. man i just it's very but just from the, the comments i see every day it's so concerning to see what is going on in people's heads mm -hmm. and how they're just blindly following everything they're taught. And it's scary. It's what really the scary. Of thing going on in their heads. Like, it's just like, what I always laugh is people are like, it's science. That's what I get. Like it's science. And I'm like, science is literally defined by questioning your hypothesis, no matter the outcome. There yeah. is no, like, it does not matter if you reached your conclusion and then you're on to the next thing. You need to question your conclusion. If, even if your previous project was to find that conclusion, you know? And so I love when people, you know, it, it, that's just what the, it, it's science, period. Your science is, should be to literally question your science. That's all science is. And so I, it's just like a blind, like a blind, we have blinders on. And yeah. people are just like, oh my God, I can't believe you'd ever question science. Well, science is literally questioning everything that ever existed for forever, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's There's no full stop on the end of science. And and the other thing is, is, is it's like also if if it worked, let's say that they they were telling the truth with the food pyramid and it wasn't upside down and completely backwards. Why would everyone be so sick? Like, wake up. Like, you you just look at history a tiny amount and you can see, even in pictures from the 70s of, like, you know, people on the street versus now. Like, you know, like, everyone was tanned and slim and reasonably healthy. You know, the, I saw a meme the other day which was, like, um, it was, like, people waiting outside for a movie, right? The premiere of Star Wars or something like that and something rather. And they showed one back in the 70s versus the, you know, into 2000s and people are sick. Like, it's like, you don't need a, you don't need a, you don't need a science degree to work out what, what's going on here. Something's not right. The kid thing is a real sensitive thing. And I think we could talk kid things all day because I see people giving people, like people giving their children poison on a day-to-day -day basis. And it is so hard for me not to say anything to, because I know they don't want to hurt their child. I know they don't want to do. And if they knew what they were doing, like properly in their heart, knew what they were doing, they would not be giving their kid that lolly or that bloody, that, that um, fruit smoothie or that, you know, that, that nut bar or seed thing that they think is healthy. And it's really, really, that's probably my hardest thing to deal with is the kids situation, uh, especially when it comes to family, because I have a niece and nephew that, who I love and they eat absolute junk and this is my family. And it's a real interesting one too, because I've been in health for so long 
my family's always listened to me about health, which is really interesting. They've always listened. And all of them have gotten pretty good health working with me. And then when it came to this, they were really resistant. And then when they finally have jumped on the bandwagon, my mother, for example, who is 62, she has dropped about five dress sizes. She looks like a completely different person. She's just moved back from Australia and she's just transitioned onto heavy meat base. And it looks like someone's popped her with a pin. Like she was such a dumpling. She was so round and inflamed. She had no neck. You know, she's just gone and got her hair cut short. And she's like, I've got a neck, Jess. And she's just like thrilled. And it's been so easy. That's no exercise, nothing. That's just by changing her food. And my sister's jumped on the bandwagon and she said, I'm just going to try it for 30 days. She's like, but you told me vegetables are good. So I don't know that this isn't all bullshit. And I, you know, I try and give her the information. I try and like show her where I was wrong or what I got confused about or where I stopped looking. And um, people don't want to hear it. So it's really hard because my mum and my sister have made these changes with their diets, but then she's still feeding her kids bread and muffins and sugar and vegetables and i'm just sitting there going because i don't want them it's, to get hurt you it's know? hard because that's what we we're still like that too and not crazy like we're very conscious and try to keep it as healthy as possible but there is a fear factor like if i make my kids only have meat like it, i'm worried that they're not going to get enough so i i kind of get what do you feel like that at the moment Kind of. Yeah. It would be scary to, to only give them meat because I'm still, I'm still new to the, you know, it's still some conditioning going on and you're, you're just afraid to mess up with, with your kids. So, I mean, mine still have fruit and they do have some veggies there. We're very conscious as far as they're not having like a lot of like quote unquote junk, but I guess you could still say what they're having would be called junk, even though we're mindful about it. So yeah, yeah. making and that's with them your, scary. That's with your awareness, that's with your current knowledge, you know, and even you are finding it difficult. So, you know, we can understand how everybody else is doing what they're doing. Um, for, for me, we did the same thing with the kids. We slowly transitioned them off and we took out the most toxic plants first and we'd keep in the low oxalate veggies and stuff, but they just started leaving them. So I'd make, say, I'd make burgers, for example, and I'd have lettuce wraps for them or maybe a cut up onion for them and a few other pickles that they could have. And they just started leaving them. And I'm like, you know, I'm just wasting this money now by buying you a bloody lettuce that cost me $8 and, and um, you're not even eating it. You know, and so they kind of did it themselves almost. Like they just started leaving the veg. And we have never been heavy on fruit because I always understood fructose and how it gets transported and how it affects our, like so many things in our body and how negative it is. Like I've always known that fruit, be it even if it's natural, is a sugar and sugar is poisonous literally at a cellular level so I've always I've never been, been a big fruit person so that was really easy for me to just not even you know and for them they probably had a handful of blueberries every other week at the most like they were never big fruit people anyway and so that's been really easy to transition them over um but the fact of the matter is is like I just tell them I'm just and they're a bit older than you know 10 and 7 my big girls and Maya, she, she's 10, she notices now. So she ate half a lemon yesterday. She had all these little spots come up around her mouth and her lips were on fire. And she went, oh, mom, I'm not eating, eating 
because she'll have like half a lemon every other week because she loves lemons she said to me yesterday i'm not eating this anymore she threw it out the car window when we were driving i was like oh okay so she's getting rid of stuff herself you know like even the bits that she has which is nothing pretty much um so those realizations and that's powerful because you're giving your children the choice and also the knowledge and also the understanding of why these things are happening in their bodies and my daughter also notices like I've got tons of muscle tissue and I'm you know I'm really strong and agile and I could do I can do two pull-ups and she's really proud of herself she's like I can do this and it's not like she trains or anything um whereas you know her children the other age same age depleted really little muscle tissue like really like cognitive function really terrible coordination really not great and so she's noticing these things at 10 and going oh I want to thrive I want to be really good so I'm going to just eat meat and she's now telling people she's like she's telling people about how plants have oxalates and they bind to calcium and create these little <laughs> I'm like oh my god you know like she knows a lot for a 10 year old and she is helping people and she just does it naturally and she's gone oh you know she goes to nature school on Thursdays and she's like oh everyone in my nature school is going carnivore and they've all thrown away their nuts and they're getting rid of this and I'm like oh my god <laughs> go Maya she's 10 and she's like trying to change the world so you think the kids once they see and have a bit more understanding, they just, they'll go along with it. And they are absolutely thriving and have had nothing, pretty much any vegetables or anything for, well, six months or more now. And they're in really, really good health. Like the little bumps that one of my girls had on her arms, like these little white bumps have completely gone away. One of my daughters suffered a little bit of inflammation around her um, like throat and around her stomach. She did have health issues with her intestines when she was little um that have now gone away like so you know I've seen their health improvements and even my baby um her hair basically wouldn't grow when because we got forced to put her on formula by a pediatrician when she was five months old we got threatened with police involvement if we did not give her formula so we were like literally threatened um, and when we took her off that and instead we made like these bone, we call them, you know, bone broth, but make her a little bottle of bone broth with some butter in there and maybe some cream or coconut oil, uh, sorry, not coconut oil, coconut milk, one of those things. And she'd have a little bit of salt and she'd have a little hot bottle of, it's like a little hot bottle of soup. When we swapped her out of the formula, which we were forced into for a couple of months and started giving her this bone broth instead, her hair started to grow. And I was just like, oh my God. And, you know, rashes that she'd, eczema that she'd suffered with went away and stuff like that. And you just go, okay, I've got to get out of that conditioning from the powers of be or authority on the situation. Because the fact of the matter is I know that my kids are getting everything they need to thrive. They're getting the best possible start in life. And I don't need other people to understand that because I do. And it, I am the mother. So them turning around, I've had people go, oh, but, you know, we just feel bad because they're, they're being left out. And I'm like, left out of what? Left out of poison? Or they're having a treat. What well, a treat is giving them something that's literally toxic for their cells, but, you know, it's a party, so why not? Like, no, I don't care. I don't care. Because it's my job as their mother to give them the best possible opportunity in life. And I love them and their health and happiness means everything to me so I'm going to do what's right and I don't care if it's popular or not you can shove it up your butt I, I don't <laughs> care I really don't care 
So yeah, there have been altercations. I have had, you know, people going, oh, well, you know, we don't think that that's a whole diet and we, we don't think that that's a great mental health way to be around food. And it's like, well, I think a worse state is to be psychologically and physically addicted to food. But, you know, that's just me. <laughs> you know, the fact that my kids have every vitamin and nutrient their body can absorb it and they're not fighting or competing for fuel and they're, they're not becoming sick and diseased. Yeah, I'm going to stay on this side of the fence. Thanks. And I just, well, we think you're right. We agree with you. Yeah. I mean, you're slowly <laughs> shifting my thoughts. I mean, cause I get asked that a lot. If you think this is the optimal way to eat, then why aren't you feeding your kids this way? And I think part of it was because, well, this is new to me. Okay. It's not like I've been eating this way for 10 years and I'm still feeding it. Like, let's try this out on us. It goes against everything we thought it's, it's scary. But my thing also is like my two-year-old, sometimes she'll eat like a burger patty and go to town. And sometimes she won't even like look at it. So for me, it's like, well, I still need to make sure she's getting some vitamins and minerals if she's going to have these like weird meat aversions. So it is just a little scary. You just worry that they get enough, but mm -hmm. everything you're saying like totally makes sense. And I've even joked like, don't worry guys, they're not carnivore. I poison them a little bit on the weekends with, you know, cinnamon rolls, you know? So it's like, Thank that's you. the way that's acceptable. They get, I get told that they're going to call CPS on me and my oh. kids aren't even carnivore. So it's like, they're also comparing me to that vegan that was in Florida that just like killed her seven months, oh, old, however old. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, you get all that backlash too, that makes you kind of like question what you're doing, but you're definitely like my... I'm waking yes. up a little bit more. <laughs> and I, I understand that because, you know, judgment from society and people threatening you with like police involvement or SIPs involvement, it's absolutely disgusting. Like it makes me so upset, but I understand the way that it is because this is what we've been conditioned with. This is what the authorities tell us. We are meant to be able to trust them that they're giving us information that's not going to harm us, but it's just, it does. And like, so I think the, the food thing for me, if people tried to threaten it, and, and I will share this with you because I think it is important for people to understand that this is happening all over the world and this is not just, this isn't just you, Courtney, that's, that, that's having it, is that when we sent the girls to school when we moved here, we went and had a meeting and we said to the, you know, vice principals and the people, like, they have a very specific diet and we send them with their lunch and they're not to eat anything else at school ever. Like never. They said, oh, but what about if we have a da-da-da? And I said, no. Oh, but can't they just have a da-da-da? No. And they look at you like, oh my God, you're the horriblest mother on the planet. Like who is this person? But I just stand very strong in my convictions and what I ended up having to do was actually get a letter from um, a scientific consultant in nutrition to say, look, in order to heal her daughter's stomach, this is what she needs and giving that to the school to get them off my ass. Because yeah, you have to almost say like, oh, it's an allergy thing for people to just be like, okay, like not ask yeah. questions. Yeah. So like, apparently if, if they're allergic to nuts, nobody in the whole wing of the school is allowed nuts or the whole school is allowed nuts. But, you know, you know, and it's so backward too, because can you think of when we went to school? Well, maybe not you, Devin, but me and Courtney went to school. <laughs> this stuff wasn't available. Like there were, you didn't have 
cookies and crisps and chocolate bars in your lunchbox and you you didn't it wasn't accessible like it, you just didn't ever have that and now that is more acceptable in someone's lunchbox than a steak like what is going on with the world it's mental I, I went to a private school and I like had very you this like I haven't given this a second thought but we had hostess days and it was so exciting because hostess like the company they sell like honey buns and like what other things like I don't remember I don't even Twinkies ding-dongs um, or whatever ding -dong. and yeah we had hostess days where like a hostess cart would come in and they would just like set up a table and that was like you brought like they sent out a letter like hostess days and we were just so excited to get our honey buns and now I'm like thinking like oh shit like that really is like crappy like that's a really crappy thing yeah. to get your kids excited for you know yeah. like it's yeah. not good at all I I've never thought about that until you said like the school thing and I'm like yeah yeah, yeah. like we really did have People those options about it. it's because the you know it's so common yeah, and you know the birthday party thing is just like an excuse for them to just absolutely binge out on the most junk food so we have so my my big girls are um, have got the same birthday they're just born weirdly on the same day three years apart <laughs> and so we had their birthday party and normally we would do like options for other children and I just said to my hubby I was like I'm not doing that this year I'm not sitting there feeding other people's children junk I can't do it anymore like, I just I just sit there going oh no so like we made um so we did the carnival scotched eggs we made carnival pizzas we had you know all these different amazing things we had pork rinds instead of crisps you know we had cheese platters and stuff out and then the only thing that I did was a cake I made the girls gluten-free but I made them a gluten-free cake and they get cake on their birthday you know but that is literally about it you know they, you get cake on that's it and so and everybody absolutely loved it and it wasn't a oh why isn't there stuff for our children or the people even didn't notice so much that we weren't even catering for for our kids and they love it and they're like oh my god have you got a recipe for this or that and my my sister actually made the carnival pizza for her um child's birthday party because he was having a, a pizza party she made one of the carnival pizzas so that my kids could have pizza and everyone ate that one and left all the normal pizzas so my daughter was like oh, I only got one slice of pizza and I was like oh whoopsies because people love okay. it so it's not like we're depriving our kids of anything we are giving them every opportunity so if you just flip it and start not really giving a crap what people think because you know better court you do you know better and 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 with if you weren't worried about what other people thought why would you do it like that's why we do it because I've explained it to my daughter, like this stuff is poisonous. It's like rat poisonous. Like it's rat poison basically that you're feeding your child. If you knew you were giving them rat poison, would you stop immediately? A hundred percent. You know, if you found out you would be appalled and you would shout at your mother, oh my God, this has got rat poison in it. You know, it's the same thing. Our kids are eating poison and nobody's doing anything. We're all just watching. It's yeah. really, really twisted. Just because it's made and it's sold and it's available doesn't mean we should have it. I mean, I like that's like, I don't know. I always kind of 
come back to this. It's like, oh yeah, I, you know, I just dabble in heroin on the weekends because it's all about balance. I'm not going to do it every day, but just the weekend. So it's, yeah, like just because things are available doesn't mean they need to be incorporated. But yeah, I feel like that's just a lot of work and it's a lot of, and switching things that like my oldest one is for that he already know, you know, so what is, am I never going to buy him a cake pop at Starbucks ever again? You know? So it's like, it's, I don't know. There's a lot to like figure out too. And as well, it will happen gradually, but what you'll start realizing is that's not a treat. Like me never buying him a cake, cake pop from Starbucks is me like giving him the best and me giving or making him you know, my girls love your butter lollies. Like they love your, the carnival pizzas. They love all those things. And they get so excited about them with ice cream. And we've got, um, we're going to try those meringues that, that have come, you know, like we love it because it's exciting and new and that it, they know that it's not hurting them. Because the thing that my daughter has finally got a grasp on too, is that if she ate something that was really poisonous for her, and it killed her on the spot, then she wouldn't eat it. Let's say this rat poison is like condensed, but we think it's okay to spread that out and slow kill our children over 30, 40 years. Like it, it you know, she's yeah. starting to put the pieces together herself. So um, it will happen. It will happen, Courtney. Like when you're and ready when for they, it. They'll realize how their body like feels too. Like, I mean, sometimes like, you know, cause I'm still giving my kids some of that crap, like sometimes he, my kid won't even like finish an ice cream because he, he'll be like, oh, like I can feel that it's not making my body feel good. So they're aware and we try to make them like, I don't know, just aware of things like, okay, you can have this, but I wouldn't eat it all. You're probably not going to feel good. You know, like you can, you can tell that and I can even see it in his um, like behavior, like things mm-hmm. that I've wondered, is this like ADHD? But it's like, I wonder if it could be fixed with diet, which I'm sure it could. So yeah, it can. No All right. And yeah. everyone can find you at, it was it the carnivore mummy. Yep. Yeah. It's just a U for American non-O. What's so that? The, the mummy is M-U, not M-O, just. Yeah. Okay. All right. Oh, thank, thank you so much. much. Have a Bye. good one.